Chapter 5, Dead Poet Society. It was a restless night's sleep in the guest room of his own, no, not his, Tony's tower. Loki was grumpy, and that was part of the problem, wasn't it? Loki was far away from his love, and their last conversation had been an argument about Loki not wanting to officially move into the tower. It was ridiculous, really. He stayed there most nights anyway. But something helped him back from making an actual commitment, and it was far more than the issue of their disparate lifespans that he had yet to solve. Strange's words last night rang through his head. Norns, it was a disaster. He was predictable, dependable. His first impulse was to prove Strange wrong, prove everyone wrong, but really, what would that accomplish? He'd be right, but alone. No, he was far too content with this turn of his life to do anything to mess it up, just as Strange said. That wasn't even the only problem. That was just last night's revelation. He had concerns long before that. It had something to do with everything being Tony's, from the very structure they stayed in, to the earth-style clothing he wore, down to the food they ate. Everything came from Tony. Not that Loki couldn't take care of himself, but that was distinctly unnecessary when dating a billionaire. Loki was constantly surrounded by the evidence that he was subject to Tony's whims. New Asgard wasn't especially Loki's. Certainly it belonged more to Thor as king. And honestly, he was proud of himself for being able to have that thought without feeling stabby. But Loki had helped build their new home from the ground up. Not just the structures, but the new traditions, customs, methodologies. Loki's room in the Great Hall was his, not just because it contained his few possessions, but because it represented his work on the King's Council, his position as the King's brother, Prince. Outside of New Asgard, he was at best Tony's boyfriend, and at worst, the barely tolerated former invader. Of course, Tony couldn't understand that it had nothing to do with him, with their relationship. He took everything so personally. He projected so much of his self-worth onto that what he could do or give making up for what he felt was his defects by unbounded generosity. He couldn't conceive of a discomfort with that giving nature to be anything other than a rejection of the man himself. So they had argued. Then they had argued some more. They had argued until the alert from Strange had come through. Tony asked to be teleported to the battlefield. Loki had refused, as he was an Avenger, which had started up that worn-out argument. Just because Tony had felt the need to be a superhero to clear his conscience didn't mean that Loki needed to do the same. Loki had saved Asgard, had saved Earth, really. What more did they want from him? Sure, he'd help if Tony really needed him, or if it was something interesting. But it wasn't like there wasn't a long list of heroes they could call upon for the usual situations. Finally, Loki got sick of stewing in the less-than-comfortable bed and got up. Mechanically, he went to the kitchen and started brewing himself a cup of coffee. He opened the refrigerator door and was momentarily flummoxed by his own flavored creamer wasn't there. Ah, yes, not his tower. Tony liked his coffee black, so why would he have the ridiculously sweet caramel creamer stocked in his fridge? Loki sighed and pulled out milk and sugar, putting enough in his mug that if his Tony were here to see, the man would be enthusiastically gagging his disgust. Loki sat down with his coffee, letting the caffeine and sugar work to alleviate the sleepy fog in his brain. He didn't even realize he was humming until a voice interrupted his piece. Paranoid. Black Sabbath. 1970. Strange came waltzing into the room as if he owned the place, his own coffee in hand, and sat in the chair perpendicular to Loki's. What? Album. Artist. Release date. It's a thing I do. Strange explained. Suddenly, the word soup he had just spewed made sense. It reminded Loki of Tony, though, which was rather annoying. Strange spoke again, drawing Loki out of that spiral. So, do they? What? Apparently that was the only word Loki had access to until his coffee was done. Fairies. Do they wear boots? 
Strange asked. Loki laughed at that, an actual laugh with no artifice. Strange's smile seemed pleased as well, but even that couldn't break Loki's amusement. The Fae of Alfheim certainly do. They are just so functional and fashionable, Loki said, grinning. Then he leaned in as if he was about to spill some deep secret. Strange leaned in as well, but there was a tentative look on his face, as if he was sensing a trap. But you would never catch one dancing with a dwarf. Strange laughed at that, and Loki realized he'd never actually heard the sorcerer laugh. Then again, they mostly only interacted when forced, and the situations weren't exactly pleasant. Strange's thinking must have followed similar lines, because his laughter faded and his face turned serious. So, Shakespeare and heavy metal, huh? Strange asked, obviously trying to dispel the awkwardness with something approaching friendly conversation. If music be the food of love, play on, Loki quoted before continuing. You say that as if they are mutually exclusive. Try humming Wagner sometime and tell me which you'd prefer. He shrugged. Blame Tony. Oh, I do, the sorcerer replied. There are so many ways to take that statement, none of them particularly good. So, if it isn't that you don't trust me, why do you hate me? Loki blurted. Strange seemed startled by the sudden steering into the oncoming argument. I don't hate you. At Loki's disbelieving look, he scowled. I don't, but I don't like you either. I repeat my question. Why? Hmm, let's see. My spam email has increased tenfold since you showed up on Earth. I often have to order things five or six times from Amazon before I get the correct items. Or how about the fact that you were constantly at my throat at every interaction? It was funny that he hadn't mentioned the stray cat, food poisoning, or that occasion with Tony's whiskey, but maybe he didn't realize those happenings had been Loki. After a moment of amusement, Loki ruminated on what Strange had said. It was all so frustratingly logical. Loki opened his mouth to refute it, to say that he had only been doing that because of Strange's own behavior. But when he thought about it, he found that wasn't the precise truth. Sure, the sorcerer had trapped him when he believed him to be a threat to Earth, but other than that, he had done nothing except not take Loki's abuse sitting down. Giving as good as he got, often far less than Loki gave, actually. Damn, that was just annoying. He wasn't going to apologize, though. The pranks were funny, for him at least. It may have been said that I am an expert at holding on to grudges, Loki said, as if this was just a random fact that he wanted to share. You don't say, Strange said with a bit of a smile. I still haven't forgiven Thor for drawing snakes all over my runes essay when we were little, even though I technically got my revenge. Loki took a sip of his coffee while Strange seemed to mold it over. I suppose then it might be hard to conceive that others are more forgiving. Not really. My brother is a ridiculously forgiving person but it never occurred to me that he may not just be the exception. He knew that the Avengers had mostly learned to tolerate him, even trust him to an extent. Had they really actually forgiven him? Was he okay with this new set of circumstances where he was trusted, possibly even liked, at least by those other than Doctor Strange? Well, it's something to keep in mind. You get back what you put into the universe. I feel like that's a pretty fundamental magical law. It was, though. Loki had always found it to be an annoyingly self-righteous one. It does hurt, Loki said, figuring that the embarrassing confession could only help him in working with the mortal to get back home. It certainly had nothing to do with this deep desire to get the words off his chest. Strange had a questioning look on his face, one that encouraged further speech. Seeing that look on Stark's face, the revulsion. The first time we met, I was trying to make him my enemy, so it was natural. The second time, I didn't care about what the man thought, as long as he helped keep Thanos from killing me, helped me save Thor. The third time, hurt a bit. I definitely cared what he thought. 
I wanted him to like me, but I didn't love him. Now I feel like he's ripping my heart out. Strange didn't laugh, didn't appear to enjoy Loki's painful confession. He just nodded. I couldn't imagine that coming from someone you love. Never had your heart broken, Strange? Loki asked, deflecting again. To his surprise, Strange flinched. Oh, there was a story here. I believe my ex would say that I would need to have a heart for that to be possible, he said in bitter resignation. Oh, so you did the breaking then. Not too surprising. The man was good looking, had been wealthy and talented. Okay, Loki could grudgingly admit he was relatively talented in his new field, if young. Yep, no one to blame but myself. Strange's smile was brittle. Oh, there was something broken there, all right. Loki wasn't all that fond of empathy, so... Hmm. This may be news to you, but I have been known to be rather selfish. Loki smirked when Strange rolled his eyes, coming out of his sad fog. I never did anything that wasn't in my own self-interest. At least, not that I let anyone else know about. Anyway, before Tony, I'd never had a relationship. I never mattered enough to anyone to break their heart. What was he trying to accomplish with this? Make Strange feel better about his heartache? Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? The Loki of the past would have laughed himself hoarse at the very thought, but now? Let me guess. You were burned once. You hardened your heart. Vowed never to love again. The sorcerer finished for him wryly. Loki snorted. Nothing that dramatic, certainly. No one ever bothered to try anything beyond getting into my pants. It was until Tony that I even... Wait, why the hell am I telling you all this? Loki asked suddenly, wondering what had possibly gotten into him. Because I cornered you when you were all vulnerable and remembering how Tony hates you. Even hours earlier, that comment would have earned Strange a stabbing, but now, or I've just gone crazy again, it was bound to happen eventually. Actually, Loki was pretty sure it was all Tony's fault. From the beginning, he had tried to lie to the man as little as possible. Sure, he had hidden quite a lot, but rarely outwardly lied. As they got closer, more of Loki's truths had gotten out. It had just become second nature not to hide anything. There had been a freedom in just saying what he wanted without having to fabricate some liar story. Now it was rubbing off on his conversations with other people, even enemies like Strange. He was definitely going to have to do something about this. Just try not to take over Earth, if at all possible, Strange suggested. Loki sighed as if Strange had asked him to do something tedious. If I must. Strange laughed. Loki smiled. It was a little weird. Loki decided it was much safer to go back to humming trying to stump Strange with similar tunes and melodies. He was 0 for 7, and was just about to cheat in hum an Asgardian song, to the, at the very least the uncertainty on the sorcerer's face, when Stark finally decided to get up. 